Hello everybody and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm your host Nick Berlansky and today we need to talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins goaltending situation because after three years of just letting it be and hoping it'll get better, Ron Hextall and company are going to need to address it this offseason. Right, Casey DeSmith has proven that anything more than a backup role, a strictly backup role, is not something that he's going to be able to handle. Tristan Jari, who knows what Tristan Jari is able to do, right? He's been a top 10 goaltender in this league at stretches, maybe not this season, but in the past. And this year, is it injuries? Is it mental According to Rob Rossi and the Pittsburgh Penguins, it's no longer injuries, right? So he can't blame it on injuries anymore. Now it's just getting him into a spot where he's seen the reps and he's gotten the mental fortitude to get back on track this season. Hasn't done it yet, but that does not bode well for one, the Pittsburgh Penguins' chances of making the playoffs, and two, Tristan Jari's chances of cashing in in free agency this summer when his contract expires. So what should they do after this season? Because they're not going to be able to change anything this year. You're going to have to roll with this again. And that is a different story as to why that is not good. (laughs) Right? But for next season, things are going to have to change. I think the Pittsburgh Penguins, as you saw when you clicked on this video, the title of it, should follow the Devils' blueprint for goaltending. The New Jersey Devils have been without a good goaltending situation since Martin Brodeur left. What, eight years ago? Nine years ago? They really haven't been able to find a steady presence back there or to make that an organizational strength. And it's still not an organizational strength, I promise you that much. But what they have done is created competition for their young goaltender in Mackenzie Blackwood. By bringing in Vitek Vanacek, And I think at the end of the day, that's what the Penguins must do this offseason. Tristan Jari, this year, it's been rough. He's suffered multiple injuries, most of them setbacks thanks to a nagging hip injury that he's been dealing with basically all season. Healthy now, which is good. But he missed six weeks between January and February. A stretch in which Casey DeSmith did not play well. Dustin Tokarski is not the guy to come in and save anything at that moment. So the Pittsburgh Penguins lost a lot of ground there. Since he's returned, though, they haven't been much better off in that position. He's 4-4-1 with an 863 save percentage and a 3.36 goals allowed average. To make things worse, he's been pulled four times in his 11 starts. Four out of 11 getting ran out of the net by the other team. The latest of which was an embarrassing showing by the entire team on Manhattan when the New York Rangers just pummeled them in the second of their back-to-back games at MSG. Not only that, but but Tristan Jari also has a negative 10.04 goal saved above expected. I mentioned it, I believe, last week on the tip of the iceberg. It's worse than it was back then. And he's dropped further than he did at that moment. 
He is the worst goaltender in the National Hockey League among 77 goalies that have played in goals saved above expected since February 20th when he returned. You need to make a change. Especially, I mean, not even getting to the fact that in the playoffs the last two years, goaltending has been the reason they've lost. This duo has been the reason that they've lost in the first round. 2021, Jari had probably the worst series we've ever seen by a goaltender in a Penguins uniform. DeSmith was injured. 2022, Jari was injured. DeSmith was also injured. And now in 2023, both are struggling so much this team might not make the playoffs. Now I got this team this year around them is not as good as the two teams prior, but they certainly have played on a level underneath what you're expecting of them. So where are the answers? Is it the trade market? Maybe. But one, do you really want to have to pay a price other than the salary cap that's already going to be a large number to try to fix this situation going forward? Especially when there are so many other holes on this team. The Penguins are going to need to rebuild their bottom six because it's not good. They're losing Jason Zucker unless they can make something happen. And again, that's going to cost them. Their defense needs fixed again. They addressed it last offseason, but it needs fixed again. So do you really want to pay assets and salary cap to bring in a goaltender? I don't think that's the best option. And who are the guys out there anyway? John Gibson's name from Anaheim floats around all the time. But John Gibson hasn't had over a 905 save percentage since 2019. I understand he's playing on the Anaheim Ducks, and presumably they don't play defense, but not a 905 since 2019. Not to mention, he has four more seasons on his current contract at $6.4 million. So if you make a mistake and it doesn't work out and Gibson can't get back to the level that he was pre-2019, then you're paying $6.4 million for a mistake, and you just can't afford that at that position. Another name that seemingly always gets brought up is Marc-Andre Fleury's. And it's interesting this year. Most of the time, there's not really any smoke around whether or not the Penguins are going to bring in Marc-Andre Fleury. It's just blind hope from his fan base, which is extensive for good reason. But last year, there was a little bit of smoke when he was a free agent that maybe the Penguins are interested in bringing him in. They didn't pull the trigger. Minnesota got him on a two-year, $3.5 million contract, mainly because Cam Talbot was not going to be returning. And they said, okay, well, we need a starter. And Marc-Andre Fleury, Billy Guerin, they figured something out. But now, now Fleury once again is the 1B in that situation. Philip Gustafson, former Penguins prospect, has practically taken his spot over this year. So with one year left on his deal at $3.5 million, and Minnesota being in a very weird spot this summer cap-wise, remember, they're going to have $14 million in dead cap from the Zach Parise and Ryan Suter deals. Not to mention that Matthew Boldy goes from making $900,000 to $7 million next year. And they have a good bit of other free agents to sign. Maybe they're saying, all right, we trust Gustafson. We can find a cheaper backup. Somewhere else, we need to make some room, and maybe Marc-Andre Fleury's on the trade block. And honestly, Fleury would need a 1B to push him because he has had a 1B push him 
over the past couple seasons, which has gotten some really good results. In Vegas, it was Robin Leonard. In Minnesota last year, he came over and it was it was Cam Talbot. And Marc-Andre Fleury played very well until the playoffs. And now it's it's Gustafson. And the Wild are one of the hottest teams in the National Hockey League with Gustafson Fleury as their duo. So maybe it's Fleury. But I don't see that being the best option. I really don't. As much as I'd like to see it, listen, I, I got my homecoming that I wished for in the Pirates with Andrew McCutcheon. Maybe down the line it happens with Flurry, but I, I just don't see that happening this summer, and I don't think it's the best option for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And free agency is probably where you find that option. Like I said, follow the Devil's Blueprint from last year. Or, yeah, the Devil's Blueprint from last year. See what they did. The problem is you then have to identify who that guy is, right? Part of that is retaining Tristan Jari. And you should retain Tristan Jari, but it's going to have to be a show me deal. It's going to have to be a bridge deal. It's going to have to be, I don't know if I can trust you yet. So you're going to take less money in less years to prove so. Now, will somebody give him money? Maybe. Maybe. But what really has he proven? He hasn't proven that he can do anything in the postseason. He's proven that he can be good early on in the year, which is why he's a two-time All-Star. He's proven that he can go through a season and finish top 10 in some important statistical categories as a goaltender. But that year that he did that, he also had the worst statistical postseason series against the New York Islanders than we can honestly put up against any bad performance from a starting goaltender. So you need to extend Jari to a show-me deal. One to two years, maybe $4 million. Whether or not he takes it is a different story, but that's... That's the wheelhouse the Penguins should be looking at. And then you have to find that 1B. Right? In New Jersey, Blackwood, not living up to expectations. He still had a year left on his contract. He's up this summer. Do not go out and get Mackenzie Blackwood. Don't do that. But they brought in Vitek Vanacek, who is now 29-8-3, 9.09 save percentage, and 251 goals allowed average. Vanacek was pretty good in Washington last season. He wasn't like that, though. He's elevated his game, being pushed by Mackenzie Blackwood, who hasn't quite stood up to the challenge. 8-5-2, and two, 900 save percentage, but and a 3.04 goals allowed average. But at the same time, where are the New Jersey Devils in the standings? Think about their goaltending situation as a whole. Collectively, it's better than it was. And that's what the Pittsburgh Penguins need. They don't need two guys to come out here and be fighting for the Vesna on the same team. That doesn't happen for a reason. It's hard to do that. What they need is just the collective level of play from the guy in the big pads in the back to be better, to be elevated. So when you look at free agency, don't overpay for an older goaltender. Jonathan Quick, Semyon Varlamov, Freddie Anderson, no. I've seen some people say Freddie Anderson. I know my co-host on Tip of the Iceberg, Nick Horwatt, mentioned him. He brings the same issues as Tristan Jari, but he's older. And he's going to be expensive. Why? Because between Jari and Anderson, those are the two biggest names on free agency goaltenders this year. Do not bring in Freddie Anderson because you're practically bringing in the same baggage with an older goaltender. Don't do that. I've seen people say they want Younger players that have underperformed and might need another chance. Fresh start guys. The Penguins aren't in the business right now of giving guys a fresh start and seeing if it pans out. 
you need to hit on this. Because once Crosby and Malkin and Latang are done, who knows how long that's going to take, but once they're done, this organization's not going to win for a handful of years, and that's being optimistic. You need guys that are going to hit as soon as they come in. You need things that are more sure-fired than an Alex Nedeljkovic, than a Mackenzie Blackwood. I know people fell in love with Alex Nedeljkovic the year that he was a Calder finalist. Back in two seasons ago, this is his second season in Detroit, so the season prior to that in Carolina, people fell in love with him. Look at Carolina right now. Look at Pyotr Kochetkov right now in the minors. Consider how good he was playing this season. That team can churn out good goaltenders because that is a good team. Look at what Alex Nedeljkovic has done since he joined Detroit. Nothing. He's in the minors. There's a reason for that. Don't bring him in to be your 1B, 1A option. Because whoever you bring in as 1B is likely to get a chance to become 1A. And I just don't think Nedeljkovic has the pedigree to do so. So for me, the best option is a guy that's going into this offseason as a restricted free agent making things a little bit more cloudy in my eyes. But at the same time, we've seen in the past that teams that have a lot of other business to attend to and a starting goaltender already on the roster, let those goaltenders, that secondary goaltender that's an RFA, if somebody's willing to pay him more, they usually let him go. Right? And for that, I look at the Boston Bruins. And I see... 24-year-old goaltender Jeremy Swayman. The Bruins are an interesting team. Go to Cap Friendly and look at what the Bruins have coming up this summer. Pasta's contract kicks in this summer. They have Linus Allmark for another two years at $5 million. And they have a laundry list of free agents, including... Patrice Bergeron, if he wants to come back, including Tyler Bertuzzi, who they just paid a lot of picks and assets to get. They just have a laundry list of players that are going to have to be re-signed. Oh, yeah, also Pavel Zaka, his contract extension kicks in next year. It's a, it's going to be a busy summer in Beantown. And one player that m- might not make the cut is Jeremy Swayman. The last two seasons, Swayman has figured in as Linus Allmark's 1B. Allmark is going to be the Vezina Trophy winner this year. Swayman is his 1B. In the last two seasons, he has played 71 games to this point. Has a 9.16 save percentage and a 2.32 goals allowed average again as a 24-year-old. So if he hits the open market, he's a restricted free agent, but if they choose to not tender a qualifying offer to him and he hits the open market, the Penguins should be all over that. Now, the problem is, other teams will also be all over that. But at this moment in time, when you look at what the Pittsburgh Penguins have, their biggest need this summer, apart from fixing the defense, is going to be goaltending. So I don't know if you can get that done, but to me, the best option is following the Devil's Blueprint, bring back Tristan Jari on a cheaper deal to say, hey, show me what you're worth. It might even have to be a one-year deal 
to say, hey, one year, show it, get back out on the open market next year. And if you don't want to come back here, you can make money elsewhere. Sign him to that deal. Find the 1B. To me, the best option is Swayman if he is available. He's a restricted free agent that clouds things a little bit. But the rest of the free agent market is not, not too pretty. So it's going to be an interesting summer. Changes will need to be made. They can't run it back for another year with Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith. And if Jari's the guy to go, I'm not so sure the answer to replacing him is on that open market. Especially if Casey DeSmith remains as the backup. He has one year left at $1.8 million. If you're running DeSmith, new name, you're going to have to trade for the new name. Again, whether that's John Gibson, I don't like that, but... It might be an option. Whether that's Marc-Andre Fleury, I say that and half of the people listening to this are going to explode. The other half are going to cheer with laughter or cheer with happiness as well. It's going to be a fun summer when it comes to what's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of moves made around the NHL, specifically by the Pittsburgh Penguins. And goaltending is going to be a major, major topic of discussion from the moment the season ends for Pittsburgh. That's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. We'll see you guys next time.